let's <laughs> get right. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know a lot about Scarce. I know like when Keemstar was blowing up, and I was going through my Keemstar phase, which I think it was like senior year of high school, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, then it was like it's like no Keemstar is toxic. Uh, look into Scarce, and then I looked into Scarce, and then I think I just outgrew YouTube drama. I was like, <laughs> this is this is taking up too much of my time. <laughs> like, which YouTube still does, but I feel like it's it's better content than than drama alert. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the difference between um, drama alert and scarce is that, I don't know, scarce felt way less inflammatory to me, whereas sometimes it kind of felt like Keemstar was like purposefully trying to stir up drama so that he could report on it. Yeah. And scarce just kind of talks about what's happening. However, I have noticed that scarce kind (laughs) of... It's just his delivery, the way he says things, makes it seem like the most insane thing that's ever happened. Like, mm. I don't know when the last time you've watched a Scarce video is, but it's 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 a lot. I think I've watched one Scarce video. I never had, like, a Scarce phase. I oh, think, like... Well, I did. Like I said, I, I outgrew the drama, and I was just like, oh, I don't really care. Um, yeah. Hmm. Well... Well. 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 <laughs> uh, this is Ariane 13 now. That's an unlucky number. Ooh. This is the 13th episode of the Not Just Aaron podcast. I'm Aaron and you are. <laughs> Put that gun away. You are? Put the gun away. Say your name. Put the freaking gun away. Say your name. Get the freaking gun out of my face. <laughs> I tried to warn you. <laughs> For the uh, audio listeners, the I pulled out two finger guns to threaten Aaron. Um, and the and person the person that is speaking right now, I am, in fact, not Aaron. Yes! <laughs> Finally! You go back to the formula. Yeah, the next that week. that everyone knows Next week, gone. Next week, it's whatever pops in my head. Anyway, today is Friday. Some would call that Good Friday. I would call that... Amazing Friday because I'm going to a concert tomorrow and I am so excited. So today's amazing. What's tomorrow? It's just, it's just okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, so no, I, I, I don't really care for concerts, but the day before, <laughs> like, who man, I'm, I'm like high as a kite. I'm, I'm on cloud nine. I'm like, shoot, man, I can't wait for this concert tomorrow. And then tomorrow you're just like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> well, you know, uh-huh. I am, I am a little disappointed because originally I was, supposed to take the train which is going to be fun because it was going to be a new experience and i wouldn't have to drive because mm. i really don't like driving long distances um and it takes roughly three hours to get to new orleans from here just about um but they canceled my return trip i already told you about this but you canceled- did yes i don't remember probably this <laughs> you- okay well, you maybe forgot. you told melissa and not me no i think i told both of you oh <clears throat> uh, maybe i wasn't listening that's entirely possible it doesn't count as forgetting which one's sure. worse? Not listening. <laughs> nah, my memory is solid, but my listening—that's a little questionable. Anyway, um, my return trip was canceled, so now I got to drive, which is not the best. Mm. But you know, I'm still getting there. It'll be fun. Um, if I had known that I was off for today, I probably would have, you know, extended my trip to three days instead of two. But no, I gotta. 
but you don't know. Back to back, and I did not when I um, booked this trip in December. So, yeah, it was a ways away. It was, but I think I think I bought the tickets right after they went on sale. What's the band? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked. It is. Don't roll your eyes. I I was just wondering because I was wondering if it was the one that I sent you the meme about. No, it is not Death Grips. In fact, I. Death Grips is kind of weird with the way that re- that they um, release music and also tour. So, like, the last album they put out was in 2018. Um, and I kind of Googled to see if they had any new music that was coming out soon. And I kept getting articles about how they had broken up, but these were from before that album came out. And then, of course, um, they have a, a, I guess, reputation for, like, not showing up to concerts sometimes. Well, let's say shows. Mm. Uh, sometimes which is interesting but it would be very interesting to see them live however i don't even know what's like going on with them are they making new music are they still a unit you know like what's going on with that but no it's not death grips it is uh the headliner is this band called beartooth which eh, i like them enough to want to see them live um honestly i don't really listen to their music a whole lot but Let me tell you, the openers, the openers is what got me excited. Mm. Firstly and foremostly, ERA, they're going to be there, also from Alabama. Very amazing. They're from Birmingham, I think. Do they ever perform there? Of course not. No one does. Um, We also saw someone in Birmingham. I'm talking specifically about hardcore, metalcore, metal bands. Maybe it wasn't in Birmingham, but I think it was. She saw a metal band and, okay, you just said it wasn't. Anyways, I'm talking specifically about that genre. They stay away from the states of Alabama and Mississippi. However, there there was a festival like last year, 2021, called the Furnace Fest. It was at Sloss Furnaces. And um, I had just started working at that time, so like I couldn't go also. <laughs> Tickets were like $200, so that was kind of out of the question. Um, and it was going to be like a three-day thing. So, yeah. I hope they do it again. If they do, I might go. But um, I think that's become a venue for metal bands to go to, specifically there. But now. If you're in Alabama and you want to see a show, you got to go to Atlanta because that's where they primarily go if they go in the south. Sometimes Tennessee and then, of course, like Texas, but Texas is kind of far away, especially if you're driving. But anyways, uh, Era is going to be there. I'm very excited about that. Um, they released an album last. No, that was before last year. They released an album recently and I like it a lot. It's been on rotation since then. It took me a while to get into it, but after I did, I got really into it. Um, and then there's Silverstein, which is like a classic, I'll say, metalcore band. Um, I think their biggest song is My Heroine. I don't know if you've heard it. Probably not. Um, I think Sam has. He has like a playlist of like punk music that we listened to once. But anyways, um, they have also, I think, released some music recently, and they're going to be there. So that's going to be interesting, seeing kind of like a, you know, a juggernaut of the scene. And then, but um, he's the he's the opening, he's the opening act or whatever. Beartooth is the opening act. Oh, I thought you said you said Beartooth was the headliner. Yes. Oh no. Yeah, you mixed them up. Yeah, Beartooth like, is the headliner. I was like, usually the opener is less known. <laughs> y- you would think so. That's weird that um, Silverstein is like opening for Beartooth. Wait, I feel like it would be the other I way I thought around. Beartooth... Beartooth is the main act. Okay. Silverstein is one of the three openers. Okay. Which I find a little odd, but mm-hmm. it's it's all right, you know. Okay. I don't I don't know how these things are set up, how they decide who's 
opening and who's headlining. Um, so it is what it is, I guess. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. And then there's um, The Devil Wears Prada, another kind of classic band in the scene. They've had some. I have heard of that band because uh, I had some friends in middle school that really liked them. Yes, and they probably like them. They're probably only allowed to listen to them because they're a Christian band. Oh, um, really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but despite being a Christian band, their music is actually good. Actually, I'll say that, you know, of all the Christian subgenres out there, Christian metal, Christian metalcore specifically, um, has some bangers. Like August Burns Red, they're also Christian. Mm-hmm. Great music. Uh, the Devil Wears Prada, fantastic music. Attack Attack, like their first album. Great. There's a lot of Christian metal bands. Yeah, there are. I mean, huh. that's just like a handful of them. But. I think you, you can't oof his name, but like, um, what is it? I guess I only knew of like one of them or something. Like really? he, he seemed, he like, he claimed to like metal, but like um, he only knew like one band and it was from like the 80s or something. Like it was kind of like wow. a like a hair metal Christian band. <laughs> yeah. Um, But I don't know, I'm just surprised like. I don't know. You can just name like like boom 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 like a couple. Yeah, there um, there's a few. It was really big in like I want to say mid to late two thousands for some reason. But since then, it's kind of dropped off. Obviously, there's some bands still carrying it on, but um, some bands. It's not overtly like theological though. It's more mm-hmm. just like you know positive messages and mm-hmm. um good riffs. So I feel um, like I feel like most good Christian bands have to be that way in order to like be good yeah <laughs> um, but the thing about that is that they've seen success outside of like christians they're like solid bands within the scene mm-hmm. despite their christianness because some of that really does turn people off especially considering that um i don't i don't consider metalheads to be very you know religious because mm-hmm. it seems like to me anyways that whole scene came as like a rejection of religion kind of like a you know one of those rebellions. I don't feel like that's how... I mean, I don't know about the history of metal, but I don't feel like it started as a rejection of religion. Well, no, but I feel like a lot of bands have that theme within their music sometimes. And I can name, like, at least Okay, you could say... I feel like you could say that. that about, like, metal bands, but not, like, the genre itself. Well, no, not the genre, but, you know, okay. just a very specific timeline. Mm-hmm. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. Um, pretty excited to see them. All of them. Um, you know, Beartooth, they have some good songs, just that kind of did not keep up. Caleb Shomo, he's the front man for it, and he used to be in Attack, Attack. And actually, I think he was the youngest member. He was only 15 when Someday Came Suddenly came out, which you don't know anything yeah, about. Yeah, you're just, you're, you might as well be. I could be making things up. You would not know. Mm. <laughs> I let me. I, I should start like naming all like the Star Wars characters I know, and be like, "Yo, do you remember when um uh Sice Noodles killed?" You um, made that up. No, it's not Sice Noodles. Sice Noodles. Uh, yeah, she killed. Um, spoilers, but uh, she killed Jabba the Hutt's uncle. Are you for real? Yeah, Jabba the Hutt's uncle Zero. <laughs> um, yeah, Sice Noodles. Okay. Um. There's a. Uh, now, I, my, my knowledge is limited, but, like, I feel like I have memorized, like, a couple of notable names just because they sound funny. Um, <laughs> the, there's, like, well, you haven't seen Star Wars, but um, right uh, Jawa the Hutt, he has, like, a little monkey that's, like, I don't know, just kind of chills around him. And it, his name is uh, Salacious Crumb. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's so many ridiculous, uh, ridiculous names uh, in Star Wars. It's quite yeah. funny. Well, I showed you. Um, it was you and Sam was there for some reason. Uh, we watched an Attack Attack music video. It was um, it was Stick Sickly. It was the origin of Crab Core. I think that's why I showed you all that. Crab Core. Yes. Uh. Which is specifically. Playing a guitar in a deep squat. You know, like maybe I wasn't listening because uh, this is also I don't a couple years ago, oh, so really? you probably forgot. Nah, my memory's too good. I wasn't we listening. Watched, <laughs> I remember this specifically. We watched a Paramore music video, and you said is what. <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't say that. What? I I don't know. It, 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 oh, now you remember. No, I remember that. <laughs> it. Yeah, I guess I had shown I what is it? I had shown you and Sam a Paramore music video because I was just like, how did it come up though? We were I talking about no Paramore, idea. and then I was just like, yo, you guys should check out this music video. Well, I think you brought it up because of the reason that you don't want me to say, but yeah. Well, I'm I'm trying to th- I'm like I'm I don't know trying to remember my thought process. This was this had to have been like a year or two ago. This it had was to more have been than a year ago. Yeah, because it was when number. I think we were still in school, and it had to have been twenty twenty because I feel like it was in my apartment. It was so it was like it was late twenty twenty. Yeah. Um. But anyways, I said, "Dang, I didn't know Haley Williams was pulling a wagon," which mm-hmm. made you and Sam laugh it, really hard. It was very funny. So. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was I even saying? Oh, well, yeah. Caleb Shomo used to be in. Uh, oh my lord attack attack I feel like we started talking I'm still trying to think of like what my thought process was of why Mm -hmm. I showed that music video I think like we were talking about like like bands or whatever and then it was like oh yeah I had like a paramore phase like had a had a crush on Haley Williams for a while and then I don't know for some reason I was just like oh yeah there's this music video where like it was a little scandalous um and listeners it was not that scandalous i don't know i i thought it was kind of scandalous she was just wearing like a a cat suit i guess i don't know anyways anyway (laughs) yeah um i've only ever been to one other concert but it was not a metal concert because well it wasn't that i was too young apparently and i didn't know this was a thing but people bring their little kids to like metal concerts which i don't think is like the best idea because number one it's super loud i even i had to buy like earplugs for the occasion because i don't want to go deaf mm-hmm. um and i i don't know just get a babysitter like anyway um what was i gonna say oh the first uh concert oh i'm wearing the shirt i didn't even know the first concert that i went to we'll I see remember- now now we're clearly on a topic of concerts well yes because you said no topic but I didn't say no topic. We're, we're letting did. it go where it go. You did say no topic. We're letting it go where it go, and this is where it go. The first concert that I saw, I remember it like it was yesterday, April 7th, 2017. I was a senior in high school. It was on a Friday. I got checked out early specifically to go see it. Um, and yeah, it was great. It was, uh, it was in Birmingham. It was at the, what, BJCC Coliseum or whatever it is up there. Um, packed house. A lot of teenage girls and boys uh some older folks too but i fully expect <laughs> tomorrow night to be full of nothing but grown men so you know that'll be an interesting experience for sure that was um, poor wording what wait what wait what did i say i don't know <laughs> but anyways the crowds are probably gonna be very different 
Um, I'm not getting in any pits. No pits for me. I'm far too short for that. Mm. Um, so I'll be up on the balcony. And by the way, it's almost sold out. So, you know, if you change your mind, sorry, it's too late. You got to stay. Oh, well, shoot. I was just thinking about it, but, you know, <laughs> I guess I'll just cry instead. Yeah, you should. I gave you plenty of time. Wah. <laughs> but anyways. Wah. <laughs> I feel like the next- <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. <Wah. laughs> okay, we got it. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm over it. I, I've moved on. Okay. Um, are there any uh, bands, singers, groups, aside from Paramore, that you would really like to see, um, if you could? Well, I mean, what is it? Okay, wait. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm being semantical. One, I never said... I n- I've never said I wanted to see Paramore. No, but you said uh, you like them. Yeah, that being said, yeah, if I could, I would. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I've never said that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I haven't been to a lot of concerts. Um, I guess I've only been to one outside of like the, uh, we'll say mega church that, um, I went to back in Virginia. Also, I looked it up when I was <clears throat> editing that cause I was curious, but a mega church I think is any church that has a regular congregation of more than 2000 people. Uh, I would say it's not. I would say it's, well, how do you define, like, the congregation? Like, do... Well, just week to week, how many people attend? I mean, I don't even, like, I know Joel Osteen's church is is huge, but I don't know if, like, every week in that one building, if they get 2,000 people. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, I could be wrong. Like, it's a big place, but I, I, I'm just thinking of, like there's so many other numbers that aren't necessarily factored in like online uh, uh, viewers as well as like um, sister campuses. I could be lying. I'm going to look it up. I don't think you're lying. It just sounds a bit, a bit big. And I don't even think like, <clears throat> I don't think my church in Virginia could seat that many people. I don't know. I'm not good with numbers sometimes. Um, but I would say they definitely don't classify if they ever did classify as a mega church, I would say they don't anymore. Um, because from what I've heard, their numbers have dwindled, uh, over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, partially because I've heard the, um, I don't know. Again, I don't want to blast. I don't want to necessarily like blast my former church. A lot of fond memories there, but I've heard that the lead pastor has kind of become a cranky old man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like kind of doesn't have like, the maybe the best takes on like some things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I found here that um, <clears throat> a mega church is a church with an unusually large membership that also offers a variety of educational and social activities, usually Protestant or evangelical. Mm-hmm. The Hartford Institute for Religion Research defines a mega church as any Protestant church having 2,000 or more people in average weekend attendance. I wonder if that counts Saturday and Sunday because I know some places they have like Saturday services. A lot of people, I I never heard about this until moving to Mississippi, but a lot of people. um, Is it raining? Yeah, it is. That is so disrespectful. Okay, Um, continue. It's getting worse. Um, Is it picking up? Yes, kind of. Very lightly. Well, okay. ASMR. ASMR, yeah. 
podcast in the rain. Um, what the frick was I talking about? I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Well, mega, about, um, mega church. Yeah. Then dwindling numbers. Past being old and cranky. Old and cranky. Yeah. Um, well, 2,000 people. Shoot, I don't know. I lost it. Saturday <laughs> service? The, oh, yeah, thank you. Um, the, yeah, in, in Virginia, like, service was, like, Sunday. That's mm-hmm. that's just, like, how it is. And then, like, the bonus service, which was, like, youth group and other stuff, that was, like, Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I usually went, like, Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but then moving to Mississippi, uh, most youth groups were, like, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so that, like, that, I, I don't know, I just never heard of that until coming to Mississippi where it was just like, oh, we go on Sunday and we go on Wednesday. And, like, a lot of people um, that do, I guess a lot of people that I know from Bellhaven and just the area, like, they go to church twice a week and they go on Wednesday and they go on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I find that a bit weird. I don't, uh, just out of personal preference, I just don't necessarily want to be going to church twice a week, especially, mm-hmm. like, in the middle of the week. Yeah. Guest appearance, Connor. <laughs> um, well, um, we did not give him a heads up. Do not scold him. I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. Um, I think my Catholic church had services on Wednesday, but, of course, we never went because it's a school night. Mm. Um, but Sunday school for us, well, it was on Sunday, but it was, like, after church, so... And it was the worst. It was so boring. Oh, my God. Mm. Sometimes. Well, okay. This only happened like once, but I'd be like the only kid in the class because it was sorted by uh, grade. But I don't think we had anything on Saturday, though. I think that's a a Protestant thing. Mm. So, And then, of course, I have no idea how the Orthodox Church works. They might have stuff on like Tuesday. I think in my head I had confused Protestant with Presbyterian. I think I mixed them up a little bit. Not the same. Well, yes. I think, well, okay, let's say all Presbyterians are Protestants, but not all Protestants are Presbyterians. Yes. Okay. The Presbyterian church is a Protestant you know how I learned, denomination. You know how I learned the word Protestant? How? Uh, the Simpsons. Interesting. Because there was like a joke where I think like there was some, there was some scene where they like went back in time to like the, um, you know, Christopher Columbus sailing the ocean blue, Nina Pinta, Santa Maria, mm-hmm. all that. Nina. Um, what? It's the Nina. The Nina? Yes. What? There's an Nina. I was never taught that. You, you were taught it was Nina? Yeah. Well, they were probably saying that. Well, I was, I was, this was like second grade. Get off my back. They still told us Nina. I didn't <sighs> know why it was Nia, but you know. <laughs> Nia. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, Anyway, yeah, you learned it from The Simpsons. I learned it from... Well, no, 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 there's a, there's a joke. I wanted to okay. recount The Simpsons joke where basically like... It, it was basically like the characters of like Homer and Lisa and they were like back in time on mm-hmm. like those three ships. And then uh, I think like Lisa was seeing all these like um, uh, scandalous women on the ship. Mm-hmm. And then she was like... And then she went and like talked to Homer... And she was like, yo, what the frick is this? She's like, um, what did she say? She said, like, where are all the, um, where are all the, I don't know, church members or whatever that I told you to bring? And he was like, they're right there. And she's <laughs> like, and she's like, no, I said Protestants, not pro- <laughs> not prostitutes. Uh-huh. Anyway, and I was like, and I asked my mom about that. I was like, mom, what are Protestants? <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, 
Now, this may surprise you, but I learned about uh, a lot of stuff pertaining to religion in my eighth grade history class. Mm. So I learned that, you know, the Protestant church split from the Catholic church after Martin Luther did his thing. Mm -hmm. um, absolute didn't Chad. Didn't learn about the Orthodox church, though. That was left out. Don't A know why. Absolute but. Chad. Yeah. Uh, Martin Luther. Um, cool guy. Yep. You ever seen sure. the movie? About Martin Luther? Yeah. No. What's it called? I don't know. I think just Luther. Okay. It, um... Yeah, no, I've never, I've never seen any such movie. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, no, yeah, there's a movie called Luther. It's about Martin Luther, and it stars Joseph Fiennes, Ray Fiennes' brother. As Martin Luther. Yes. Presumably. Presumably. Luther. Movie. Yeah, 2003. It's, uh, 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, you know what? I watched it in like soft... But it's got an 84% on Google, so... Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Well, I watched it in like sophomore year of high school, and let me tell you, uh, uh, I enjoyed it. Also, his name is Ralph, not Ray. It's Rafe. Ra Look up how, to, how do you pronounce uh, Rafe Fine's name. And yeah, it's spelled Ralph, but it's pronounced Rafe. That's interesting. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for some reason, my eighth grade history curriculum um centered around well it didn't center around it but we did learn a bit about uh judaism christianity buddhism and hinduism just like basic stuff though uh-huh i we we completely got sidetracked because we were trying to define what a mega church was mm -hmm. i you were asking me about concerts and well, i like where we were going okay we, <laughs> you said religion <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't know <laughs> this i'm i'm doing the eh because in the past you were like you were like let's do an episode on religion i was like eh, i think that could be a little dicey but here we are steering the ship towards religion and i'm yeah, steering it away well, uh, I got I you. I got fine. you. <laughs> Rib. <laughs> Nudge. <laughs> anyway. I still think it could be fine. I mean, maybe. We'd have to talk. I think we'd have to talk about it when we're not recording. Okay. And see how that goes. But. All right. Potentially. Okay. Um, we'll see. What I was going to say was that we were defining, we were talking about my old church. Mm -hmm. We'll say mega church. Wave church. Um. And that We're still talking about Saturday service. No. Okay. Because you asked me oh, like right, concerts, right, right. Yeah. Yes. and I was like, I was like, well, outside of my church, because they had a lot of like concerts of mostly Christian bands. It's fine. It was my foot. Okay. Um, Your feet. You kicked me. Okay. Oh, yeah. I need foot. Spirits. I'm gonna burp into this mic. <laughs> Buh. Um. <laughs> anyway, no, I think I did, but like silently. Okay. Um. Anyway. So, yeah, they had a lot of concerts at Wave Church. I enjoyed them as but a... They were like sermons, though, right? No. So you should, it wasn't secular music. I mean, it wasn't a sermon, though. No. The sermon is just a dude just talking. This was music. Music meant to <clears throat> spread the gospel, as it were. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they were Christian bands, but yeah. anyway, they were they were fun. Um... Other than that, I've only been to one concert. It was in Alabama. It mm -hmm. was a, I believe they, I'm not good with genres, but I believe they're like modern soul. Mm -hmm. And their name it's is called Lo Neo Soul. 
I don't know. Okay. Um, their name is Lawrence, and it was a fun time. And then, as far that as that was like in a pretty small venue, though, right? It was. It was. I, I would say like I don't know, three, four hundred people, maybe. Yeah. We were, standing we were room only. Standing. Yeah. Mostly there was like there was like I don't know, thirty seats. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot. Um, but <clears throat> maybe even less than that. But I had a good time. It was it was very long. Um, in, in like a good way. Oh, and then the opening act was um, a band called Proxima Parada. Um, mm-hmm. Both of them are fairly unknown. The opener, even less so. That's why I assumed that typically the opener is less known. Um, I don't think that happens all the time. <clears throat> well, I mean, an- another example I know of is um, I think 21 Pilots went on tour recently in the past year or so, if, if they're not still on tour. Mm-hmm. And then they had an opener... Um, uh, the, the opening for them was a band called Half Alive, um, that is on the rise, but is still not nearly as big as, as 21 Pilots. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, other bands I would see if I could, and then I don't, I'm taking could, uh, I don't know, a little literally of just like, like, oh, if money or time or travel wasn't an issue, then it's like. There's a lot I would see. I mm-hmm. I'm, um, <laughs> I could travel back in time, go see Queen. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, you probably still could, but, you know, it's not the same. Well, Adam Lambert, he's pretty <clears throat> good. Uh, I like some Adam Lambert song. I feel like... You know, What Do You Want From Me? Eh. Um, what's the other one? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I Had You. Uh, okay, uh, man, I was really hoping you wouldn't be able to name a second one, because that would have been funny. Um, Anyways, don't sleep on Adam Lambert, okay? Uh, you American Idol for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, name everyone else that won American Idol. Okay, Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Adam Lambert, Adam Lambert already. Um, I don't know why I keep wanting to call her Fergie. It's um, Fantasia. Um, Wait, Fergie? No, I oh. wanted to call her Fergie. Fantasia. Her name is Fantasia. Um, Did you watch American Idol? No, I just honestly only know like the first. She's few. like, oh, no, I just read the Wikipedia article. The Queen Jennifer Hudson. One American Idol and look at her Jennifer now. Hudson. She's in Dreamgirls. She was also in Cats. Oh God, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I should forget that one, but um, yeah, There's um, quite a few people who've won American Idol. Adam, Lam- Adam Lambert being one of those people, and he deserves recognition. Recognition. Yes. Recognition. There's a there's a there's a documentary on Netflix about it. It's mm. um. I think it's called Queen plus Adam Lambert or something like that. Anyway. I'm still trying to answer your question. Okay, go ahead. Um, as far as like bands that I would like to see accounting in travel and like money and, and whatever, I would say I, I want to see Half Alive. They're on tour now, but uh, not anywhere near enough. So mm-hmm. sadly off the table. Now, what do you consider near enough? <clears throat> I don't want to travel, I don't know, I feel like more than four hours. By car? Train, yeah, plane. car. Okay. Plane, plane's too expensive. I don't know how expensive a train is, more or less. Um, Let's see. My trip to New Orleans cost $58, and I was there and back. Huh. So, so a one-way ticket would be over <clears throat> half of 58 is. So like 20-something. Hmm. It's actually very affordable. So a train is affordable. I don't really know They just how, don't go anywhere. I don't really it's know how affordable a plane is, but I assume it's expen- expensive. 
Um, well, the... it depends on when you book it. You got to do it early, yeah. and also what airline. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess by by car, yeah. I don't want to travel more than like four hours. So then. So let's see. It's kind of like. I think the farthest you can go is like Texas. I think Georgia might be out of the question. Yeah. Um, Tennessee. And even then, it's like it's also the cost of like a hotel. Yeah. Um, So usually it's like, oh, let's try to. Basically, it's like right now with my like monetary status and my income. Basically, it's like limited to Birmingham because then if we need to, we can just like stay the night at Melissa's house Mm -hmm. um with her parents and then or if it's like two hours or less Mm -hmm. uh let's say like i don't know new orleans or you know whatever's closest in louisiana Mm -hmm. then it's like if it doesn't go on too late you can just drive back that night and it's like sure you'd be up late but like you don't have to pay for a hotel yeah that's that's kind of my reasoning as of right now but as i get older and hopefully make more money than hotel becomes more affordable but Mm -hmm. for now it's kind of like it's a very small radius of like how far uh kind of willing to like travel and spend to see something but i I really would like to see half alive um who else i don't know i mean probably 21 pilots but they're big so their tickets i assume are expensive no matter where you go well sort of it's just that you know I feel like a lot of the... Well, okay. These are only really for bands that I listen to. So general admission is going to be like $35. That's not including fees and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But the whole reselling market has kind of made trying to find concert tickets a nightmarish hellscape. Mm-hmm. Especially on Ticketmaster. And they're really not doing anything about it. So mm-hmm. that's why they seem kind of expensive. Also, depending on the venue, um, seats closer, like in a closer section to the stage are going to be more expensive. So if mm. you're okay with being in the nosebleeds, then you can do it affordably, but... Why is it called the nosebleeds? That's a good question. Let's ask Google. Mm. Hey, Google. <laughs> I don't have that enabled. On okay, phone. Google. It's not on. Why is it called? Did Jeffrey Epstein... <laughs> I what don't is, know. I, I, I was trying to think of like a goofy question to ask Google. Section. And so I was like, oh, did uh, did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? And then Google's like, can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> um, a common tongue-in-cheek reference to having seats at the upper tiers of a stadium is sitting in the nosebleed section or nosebleed seats. The reference alludes to the tendency of mountain climbers to suffer nosebleeds at high altitudes. Oh. That doesn't make sense. Okay. No, it does. I mean, it does, but, you know... What's the intersection of of mountain climbing and, like, I don't know. It feels random to me. Well, I feel like a lot of stadiums, like, the farther back the seats are, the higher up. up. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like amphitheater style. Exactly. And so the higher you are up, the more likely you are to get a nosebleed. So now you are in the nosebleed section. Yeah, all right. Well, we got our etymology. But, um, yeah, I would would love to go to Swanfest this year. But it's in, where is it? Did you know I'm going? You're not going. Yeah, I don't know what Swan Fest is. <laughs> I was I was hoping I could get you. <laughs> I, I know you're not going. Yeah, I have no idea what it is. I th- I want to say they're still going to do it. I don't know if they've like canceled anything, but their bassist actually died like this Thursday, which I guess for those listening would have been last week. Um, yeah, but what's Thursday? Oh my God, <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't know how they're going to proceed with that. You know, obviously that's very sad. Um, I looked it up. He wasn't 
um, like a founding member of the band, but he has been there for like the last few albums. Um, and he was a really good bassist. So, you know, it is, that's really sad. Came out of nowhere. I found out about it while I was at work and it actually kind of made me a little sad. So, um, you know, don't know what's going to happen with that, but, um, a lot of really good, well, actually, I don't even know who was going to be there because first of all, the Swan Fest was postponed from last year because of, you know, the whole Ponder replay. And the last time that I visited the site, which was, I mean, it, it's been a while now, but they didn't have a lineup yet. And I think it's like in, I want to say September or October. So I don't even know who's going to be there, but whoever's going to be there and probably going to be dope. It's probably going to be a whole lot of fun. It's at some kind of outdoor venue and I don't know how I feel about outdoor venues. So yeah, I don't know about that, but um, that, that would be one concert that I'd really want to go to. Um, just seeing Dance Gavin Dance anywhere would be really nice. Um, animals as leaders, I would love to see them, but only like in a small setting. Cause like, I don't know, just like a more intimate venue because I'm kind of more interested in seeing how they play, not really listening to what they play. Cause a lot of their music is really like technical and watching videos of like Tosin Abasi play the guitar. It's like trying to figure out like a puzzle <laughs> just from his technique, which is really interesting. Um, and of course, you know, be really nice to vibe, but I don't, I don't know if they are touring, they're not headlining. And you know what? They should headline. They, they deserve a headline. I'm sure Sumerian can uh, put something together for them. That's the name of the label that they're with. They just signed with them, by the way. Um, so yeah, that's another one. Um, like you said, time traveling, if I could time travel and go back, I would see Fallout Boy in their prime, you know, that would probably be super lit. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of like to pretend that they just never got back together after 2009 because their newer albums are not like the old ones. That's all I have to say. You know, like centuries or immortals. Those aren't the albums. I think they're singles. Oh, Centuries was <clears throat> not that great. Um, you know, and like I don't. American Beauty slash American Psycho? I like Save Rock and Roll. Mm. That had some hits on it. Like um, Alone Together. Is that album? Save Rock oh, and Roll Save is Rock the and album. Roll. Okay. Um, Alone Together, Phoenix. That's kind of it. Mm. Um, they had a song with Elton John, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Um, Elton John, because this is his last tour. Oh my goodness. And mm. I take my dad with me. So yeah, that would that would be nice. Um, I think I think my time is up for that though, because I feel like any like concerts that are coming out, they're probably all sold out. But Elton John in his prime, that would have been lit. Um, let's see who else. Ah, Lady Gaga, of course, but only the Monster Ball. So again, I would have to go back in time. Um, let's see. I mean, I, I would still see her now. She probably still puts on a good show. I want to know. What a gorillas concert is like, because it's like that'd be well. Hold on, from what I know, I think they still have. I've seen a performance of one of the songs. It was kind of a meme because of how bad it was. Really? Yes. Oh, you talking about Dare? Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> yeah. he's a, he's a guest. That well, guy's yeah. not a, a gorillas member. He's just like. But I feel like there are other. He's featured on, on that stage. song. No, there are, but yeah. like. Well, yeah, that's what intrigues me about it because it's a virtual band. And, like, in reality, the members fluctuate. But, like, because the members aren't, like – or the the fake members, like the fictional members, they stay the same all the way – nearly all the way through. There is some lore there that I'm not too caught up on. Mm-hmm. One of them died. One of them was replaced by a robot. 
Um, wow. <clears throat> one of them was replaced by one of the villains from the Powerpuff Girls. Him? Um, yeah. <laughs> really? Um, him is a no, girl not, is- not him. Uh, oh. His name was Ace. He was from the Gangrene Gang. Oh, okay. Um, uh, one of them went to jail. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a whole fun, like, lore for, like, the members, but the, like, real life members, the people that perform, that actually, like, fluctuates. And, mm-hmm. like, since the members aren't real, anyone can be them as long as they, I guess, I don't know if there's, like, a style or a rule book or something, but I mm-hmm. guess you just have to play the songs. But, yeah, I wonder what that would be like, because, like, there's a virtual aspect to that band that... I don't know. I don't, just don't know what a concert's like. I think I could have bought yeah, like a virtual. Yeah, because what's like a Hatsune Miku concert like? <clears throat> I don't know. Because she sells out. Mm. She's very popular, but mm. she also doesn't exist. Um, I think I've seen one where it's like a hologram on stage. Um, do you know any of the other Vocaloid members? Vocaloid? Well, they're not members, but just the other Vocaloids. Who's, who's Vocaloid? With well, Hatsune, Hatsune Miku, Miku is a Vocaloid, but mm. there are other ones. I have no idea then. I think I've only heard Hatsune Miku. Mm. I can only name Rin and Lin at this moment for some reason, but they all have like different voices. They're all part of like the same program, but for some reason Hatsune Miku is like the most popular. Iron, I have one question. What? Why do these batteries look so cool? Well, what do you mean? Oh, look. God. <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> They look so cool. They I look- don't know. Well, okay. Look at these. Uh huh. Look at these. Uh oh, man. I can't get them out. <laughs> okay, just leave, leave them. Up. Okay, this battery mm-hmm. looks. <laughs> it looks like a battery. This yeah. one, it's sleek, minimalist. It looks cool. Okay. Well, I think these are just like a different type of Duracell battery. Basically, for audio listeners, the um, the the ones that look cool are just more minimalistic. They have very they have ridges. They're ribbed for your electronics pleasure. Uh, they have very <laughs> they have very little text on them. It's just uh-huh. kind of like solid black and then solid copper. copper. Um, and it looks cool. I like it. Now, mm-hmm. you may be asking, audience. Why am I talking about batteries? That's because you've been tricked. <laughs> you have been fooled. You all fell for it. The recorder died, and we had to. We, we I had to. Oh, okay. Well, I wait, had to wait. go and buy batteries. We had to stop. We had to halt the recording. And Aaron so graciously went and got new batteries. There you go. There's your credit. Yeah. I did nothing. I sat at home and watched memes. It was great. <laughs> it's hard work. Um, uh, underrated member of the band. Um, and. Yeah, uh, hopefully with the magic of Aaron's editing, uh, mm-hmm. she's known for her skill in that uh, throughout the lands. Um, sure. And uh, you have been completely and utterly fooled. Uh, ha ha. I'm laughing and pointing at you. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> um, what a loser. Um, all right. This has been uh, episode 30. <laughs> no, anyway, I, I thought that would be funny. Oh, it was really funny because as we were sitting down, like ready to record, which you were in like a, a frenzy because mm-hmm. you were gone for like 15 minutes. Yeah, because um, I went to the wrong store first. And it was raining. Um, well, it wasn't raining that hard. No, the rain delayed Actually, you at least. Actually, it wasn't raining at all. The rain at least delayed you like four days. I, <laughs> um, sure. Anyway. Uh, 
what is it? You definitely came back in like a frenzy, like, come on, let's go. You banging on my door, like as <laughs> f- furiously. And then like, as you're sitting down, you tripped. <laughs> I didn't trip. I stumbled. Uh, it's funnier to say you tripped while sitting down. Okay. Never seen, you ever seen someone trip, uh, sitting down? It's a peso, 10 pesos. Exactly. It's like 10 cents. Yeah. Where is this from? I don't know. Oh, it's from Mexico. You can tell by the way it is. Isn't pesos a Mexican currency? Um, other countries have pesos, yes. Oh. I don't know if they're the same peso, but they're called pesos. Well, um... Yes, this is Mexico. It says, hold on, hold on, let me see it. Estados Unidos... Oh, God. Cut that out. Estados Unidos Mexicanos. Yeah, you pronounced the X. Your mistake. Estados Unidos, Unidos Mexicanos. Mexicanos. Or Mexicanos, if we're, um... Way back in time. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay, I thought I thought you were making like a pronoun joke. <laughs> no. <The laughs> Mexicanos, is... more like Mexicanos. <laughs> no. Uh, the she is, oh, no, the X is pronounced like she in um, Nahuatl, mm. which is like, it's it's still, Estados is it still spoken? Mexicanos. Basically, it's like an old Mesoamerican um, language. Do you know, we've all been saying axolotl the wrong way. Uh, what's the real way? Axolotl. Really? Yes. Yeah, you can't make me do that. It's a... Okay. It's a nahuatl. What about what about gif? It's... It's a... No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't want well, to I'm say axolotl? I'm, I'm glad we... No, I don't. I mean, I it's... Uh, okay, I mean, it sounded kind of cool the second time, but I don't... Axolotl. Yeah, uh, okay. You gotta do the thing with gotta, your tongue with the TL, though. That's, it's very... Kind of difficult. So you want me to spit on the mic? No. Nope. You just kind of have to, like, lift your tongue up in the ah, middle. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the end. Oh. It's ah, which is, you know, normal. Show, which is, you know, also normal. La, still normal. Tull, very different. So who... It's who, not tull. Who said we're saying it wrong? Um, Nahuatl people. Who are they? They're a people group in Mexico. They were they were there first before the Spaniards came and turned them into Mexicans. And they named axolotls? Axolotls, yes, because they were there. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but axolotls are only really found in like one very small area of Mexico. Really? Yeah. But you can you can move them. Well, yes, but they're those aren't, you know, wild ones. Wild ones are only found in like one really specific place in Mexico. It's weird. Yeah. I would have thought they would have been at least more rights, widespread without the country. But, but isn't it like the English pronunciation then? Like. Yeah, but, you know, the Ivory Coast, no longer the Ivory Coast. It's quote the Ivory. I'm trying I to think. I want to think right, of like some. A lot of places. Well, this is really only with place names. But a lot of places are going back to like native. Basically, endonyms, not exonyms. An exonym is a name given to a place by people who don't live there. So, um, where did you learn this? I'm just passively interested in linguistics, so that's how I know about it. I feel like you're passively interested in like a lot of things. I know, and it's not great. It's not actually, no, it is great. I'm sorry. <laughs> she, she, I, she said, I'm the best, I'm better than everyone. <laughs> Anyways, um, an endonym would be a name given to a place or a group of people. Okay, the Navajo people, not called the Navajo people, they're the Diné, that's what they call themselves. And the Navajo is just what we call them. But um, the Choctaws, which I guess that will be more local to here, they're the Chattas. Mm. So um, that's why Swaziland 
is now Eswatini. Hmm. Yeah. Well. And that's why axolotls or astrolotls. You didn't answer my question. What was the question? The question was, have you ever seen someone trip while sitting down? No. Uh, because I have. And it was really funny. It was right before we started recording. Anyways. Um, I like learning about languages. It's very mm. fun. Mm. Um, you going to become bilingual? What are you going to learn? No. I like learning about them, not learning how to speak them. Uh, kind of lame if you ask me. Okay. Now, okay. This is something you're going to have no experience with at all. Why? You don't even know what I'm about to say. Exactly. That's why I'm offended. <laughs> Anyways, I happen to be an expert in whatever it is you're about to say. All right, sure. Well, we shall see. Um, like I was saying, this may be something you have no expertise in just based on, you know, you yourself. It's but even more offensive the second time. Okay. Anyways, I got into a semi-heat. I don't know if heated is the right way to say it, but I was, I was getting a little hot. Um Last Monday with my employer, which is, you know, not exactly the best person to get into a heated discussion with, but it was during a meeting, so it was fine. Um, but we were talking about AAVE and, you know, he kept on saying that, oh, people who speak like that, they're wrong, they're ignorant, they're uneducated. And I thought that was just, you know, so wild, even though I myself am not a speaker who uses AAVE and I've never really been that way, like ever, despite everything um yeah him saying that i didn't like it because if you think about it since we were on the topic of linguistics um language is not something that you choose you can choose to speak other languages but your native language is not something that you can control right you can't just like forego your native language in favor of something else right and so i don't know if you know this but aave which is african-american vernacular english it is a, like, recognized dialect of English, kind of like, you know, Creole English is. Um, it's not just, you know, an accent, but it's an accent as well as word usage, uh, syntax, as well as slang that's incorporated in it. That All of that combined makes A-A-V-E. And um, people don't choose that, you know. They just kind of speak how they're spoken to and... You can work to change that, right? I'm reminded of this one newscaster somewhere who, like, spent hundreds of dollars on, like, speech classes to get rid of his black sense so that he could be on the news, which, I don't know. I mean, props to him. He made it where he wanted to be, but that's also kind of a little sad. Um, but anyways, I was talking to my mom about it because she used to be a teacher, and she was just kind of told me that, you know, it's not bad, but... It's um, not great either, I guess. And I guess my big open-ended question is like, why is it that way? Why is the way that certain people speak considered to be wrong or ignorant or like bad? And I don't have an answer for that question, but you know, it's been on my mind for like a long time for some reason, even though this happened like last week, like last Monday, so like almost two weeks ago. So yeah. You don't have any expertise on that, do you? <laughs> uh, uh, no. <laughs> um, well, there you go. Do you have it? So wait, you're open-ended question. Um, it wasn't really open-ended question. It's just been something that I've been thinking about. And I kind of know the answer 
about it, but it doesn't make sense as to why it's seen that way by other black people, especially older ones. So I don't know. I guess it's a generational thing. Um, I I don't know. It's uh, some some that I think about. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking deeply about a lot of things these days, and that's I guess become one of them now. Uh, the burden of having a big brain. <laughs> uh. Uh, um. Well, I mean, what was what was your experience growing up? I guess like you you've talked about. I don't know about it on the podcast, but you've mm-hmm. talked about. Um, growing up kind of being like discriminated against for people thinking you were like mixed mm-hmm. was that was like the way you talked influenced by that at all yes a lot mm-hmm. i think if i did talk with a more traditional aave people probably wouldn't think that i was mixed growing up mm-hmm. but it was so weird to me though because i never even considered the way that i talked to be like different at all um i was referred to by my teachers as like a walking dictionary just because i knew a lot of big words and i used them in sentences probably incorrectly sometimes, mm-hmm. but um, I, don't, I don't know, you know, like I said in, it was an earlier episode, uh, in elementary school, I went to an integrated school. We had white, black, Asian, mm-hmm. et cetera, Hispanic students. We had whole gamut, but after I went to middle school, it was just black kids, and I can remember distinctly, I will never forget this. I was at the summer program um, at what would be my middle school Uh, the summer before my sixth grade year. So this is me going off to a new school. And I was talking with a girl and we were having a great time. I thought, oh, you know, I'm getting to know these people I'm going to go to school with. This is going to be great. And then like after we just like got finished laughing about something, she still had a smile on her face when she asked me, why do you talk white? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. I just talk how I, this is always how I've talked, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't even consider it to be, like, different. Like, I knew that some kids, I guess, talked in a different way. But I just thought it was because some kids were just different, not because they were black. Mm -hmm. Right? And that always stuck with me. Clearly, it's always stuck with me because here I am at my big age of 22, very vividly remembering that Mm -hmm. specific event. So, yeah, it's had kind of a weird effect on me um, growing up. I think also... It kind of made me a little sanctimonious in a way because in school, teachers would constantly correct, you know, students like grammar and stuff when they talk instead of saying, oh, you know, don't say I be, say I am, right? Mm -hmm. Or I do or whatever. And I would feel sanctimonious about that because, oh, here I am. I talk right. I talk better than all of you. That means I am better than you because the adults in my life, the teachers made me feel that the way that I spoke was inherently better and correct and more intelligent than the way my other like classmates spoke. And honestly, to be completely honest with you, sometimes I feel that I am incredibly inarticulate. Like sometimes when I speak, I can't get the thought that I have in my head across very clearly. I feel like I'm way better spoken in writing. Mm. So, and I was always, you know, referred to as being very well-spoken and articulate growing up, growing up. Um, which by the way, never say that to a black person. That's not a good thing to say. Mm. Um, just for all of you listening, if you, if you ever meet a black person and you think they're well-spoken, keep it to yourself. We don't need to hear it. Mm. Um, even if you are black yourself. So like, just keep it to yourself. Anyway. Um, 
So in reality, some of my classmates who did use AVE were able to use that and get points across more articulately than I was because I, I don't know, have a brain mouth barrier sometimes when I'm thinking about things. Um, so yeah, it's a really, really interesting thing to think about these days. Um, but so you said, you said earlier that you can't change like your dialect and. Well, I guess technically you could, but I'll let you finish that. I was going to say like, um, you said growing up, that's just like how you talked. And so I was wondering like, is that how your parents talk is, or did being around, uh, other students in like your schooling years, uh, I guess that used AAVE that that didn't like affect you or change it at all. Like, I don't know when it, I, I guess this is the first I've heard of this sort of in detail. I feel like it's something I've generally thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where I've heard kind of like, I don't know, let's say like definitions or whatever. When is that like set in stone? Cause I feel like that could what change you mean, like the way you talk. Yeah. I feel like that could change even in like your twenties, depending on who you're around. I suppose it could. Um, I guess I did. <laughs> when I went off to college, I did kind of feel myself. <laughs> this is going to sound really weird. But when I went off to college, I felt myself becoming more black just because, I don't know, I felt like I was surrounded by primarily white people most of the time because um, in creative writing, I would be either two or three um, of the black students in like a whole class. And those classes were like decently sized. And then, of course, in film, I was... Not the only black person, but a lot of the times, one of the only black people and for a long time, the only black girl in the program. So, you know, I kind of um, went through a <laughs> went through a negrofication, if you will. So <laughs> a negrofication. <laughs> don't say it. Don't say Why it. can't I? <laughs> just don't. Just don't. Um, anyways, I can sh- you- see I shouldn't have said it because I knew you were going to repeat it. But anyways, why um, am I not allowed to repeat it? Just just can't. Negrofication. Joseph. All right. I'll leave that in. We we can see what happens. I'm fine with it's not it's not the N-word. Like adjacent to it though. What? Are you offended by me saying it? I mean, I'm not offended because I know you're not meaning it in an offensive way, just probably you're repeating it because it sounds funny. You've probably never heard it before, but Uh-huh. Well, I'm just well, I wanna know, like, I mean uh, I wanna know like in what ways you felt more black in college, like how you became, like how your black leveled up. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. Cause I, I guess you could say I've always kind of had a really complicated relationship with my race because, you know, by the time I graduated high school, I was so tired of being around just black people. I specifically wanted to not go to an HBCU because in my eyes, black people were a lot we're really um, backwards thinking, and I wanted to be around people who thought more progressively, which a lot of black people can be backward thinking, but that's obviously not all of them. It's just that I went to a really yee-yee high school in a yee-yee town, so that's probably why. It, they were you know, like black and redneck? Kind of. Interesting. In a weird way. I yeah. don't know. For for me, I'm, I almost like... Uh, I feel like this could be like a five part topic <laughs> just cause it's like every, every five seconds we're going sort of on a tangent. Mm-hmm. But for me, my high school, I feel like it was very like, um, uh, 
I don't know, culturally separate where it's like you had the rednecks and then you had like the black people, but there wasn't a whole lot of like overlap. So like, I can't think of. He is the best way to describe it, but you know, it, they were just, you know, just kind of backward thinking, you Uh know, not very progressive. They weren't looking forward. They were just kind of, I don't know. To me, it seemed like some of my classmates were really content with just staying in our hometown, even though there was, really no opportunities for them as far as like career and success went. What's wrong with that? I mean, Joseph, what? You don't know where I grew up. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking like, you know, just make a living work at a, I don't know, a shop or something. I mean, I guess, but I should also tell you that the median household income for my hometown is $26,000. No. Yeah. Yes. That's the median. The average is 15,000. And I forgot which one is more applicable in which, situation yeah but thought, they're both very low i mean twenty six thousand isn't too bad isn't that well the well, median shoot. household income for the entire united states is like sixty three thousand. so really i feel like the, the the number i remember i don't know when or whenever i learned it but i feel like i learned that like like a household needs to be making like like 30,000 a year to be like, okay. But maybe I learned that number like a couple of years ago before mm-hmm. inflation, like, um, yeah. and some of it's higher now. Changed since then. But just know that, you know, a lot of poor people, very few of them own like houses. Therefore, very few of them pay property taxes. Therefore our schools sucked. My high school was a failing school for my junior and senior year, probably still a failing school. Not, not the best environment to grow up in. And if you want to, you know, to me, it seemed like if you wanted to get out of, you know, that backward thinking environment, you had to leave. So I could have very easily went to college in my hometown and stayed there and probably done nothing because, I mean, the only thing I can do in my hometown is work in a factory or be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I don't like kids and I don't like manual labor. So mm-hmm. it wasn't think- going to work out. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I was just going to say that I guess 15,000 based on the knowledge that I have does sound pretty low. 26,000 doesn't sound that bad. Um, it's very low, Joseph. I don't know. I'm, I'm going off of the 30 that I learned at some point yeah. sometime. Um, I think 30 is like the bare minimum though. Like I think that's just like barely getting by. Hmm. So, I don't know. I Especially, I mean, considering, I don't know, how many like kids do you have? That affects it a lot. Because mm-hmm. on my income, I make 35000 a year, uh, not to brag, because that's not a number to brag about. It's actually not that much. Um, and this is before taxes. So this is like, I guess you would call it gross or I don't know, man. Um, I make 35000 And if I had a singular child, I would probably be, be broke, broke. Like just me on my own, which there are a lot of single mothers in my hometown, I would be not have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I'd probably have to, you know, rely on government assistance, which there's nothing wrong with that. But, um, you know, I probably wouldn't be able to support myself and my hypothetical child mm-hmm. very well. And, you know, hypothetically speaking, if I did live in my hometown, then I would have to send them to the same busted schools that I went to. And they're not really going to get a quality education. And it's just a cycle repeats itself. Mm. So, yeah. Um. It, it seemed like when you're talking about your hometown, you kept like, uh, I don't know, criticizing like the thinking of like, it's like, oh, not progressive, backwards thinking, like not forward thinking. 
I I don't know. Could you? And and it seemed like it was. I guess my understanding it's primarily a uh, I guess black populated town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious what the what the issue you find with the thinking is. Um, I think specifically when I was in high school, um, really it was only centered around one issue, and I was like gay people. But that's because it was kind of in the cultural uh, zeitgeist at the time. Because I don't know if you know this, but gay marriage was legalized in 2015. I was in the 10th grade at this time, so it was on the brain because it was on the news constantly and people were talking about it. And I was, you know, thinking about what that meant for us as a society that we live in, bottom text. Um, (laughs) That was funny. Come on. It was. Um, So, you know, I would see how some of my LGBT classmates would be talked about and it wasn't great, you know. And I don't know, I just feel like specifically on that one issue, the black community has a lot of work to do, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, now consider this, on all the time that I've been in high school, I've known way more lesbian and bisexual girls than gay boys. They were like, honestly, I don't think there is a single out gay boy at my high school, like mm-hmm. at all. I mean, you said they weren't talked about fondly. Why? Why would they come out? I mean, that is true, but... You know, it's just for some reason, if you're like black, it's more socially acceptable to be a gay woman than a black man. And I think that goes back to how masculinity works in the black community, which honest, it's not really something that I can talk on because I don't really know a whole lot about it. But from what I do know, you know, my dad didn't want my brother hanging out with the quote unquote sissies. Um, Mm. So, you know just from, like, casual observance. I don't doubt that there was probably the same amount of gay guys as there were gay girls at my school. It's just the environment forces them into the closet, so Mm -hmm. they can't really be themselves. They got to hide, which is not great. But um, I think, you know, a lot of... For some reason, kids are talking like this, which doesn't make sense because they're literally kids, but, you know, they had the... I understand where they're coming from now, but it felt weird to me then. But they kind of felt like white people were the bane of their existence, like the worst entity on the entire planet. Like the reason why they weren't able to succeed is because white people like existed. Sounds kind of racist to me. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think I've explained this to you before, but I don't think black people can be racist against white people in a way that's like meaningful. You can't have prejudices against white people and... A lot of black people certainly do. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I do have some prejudices about white people myself. Um, But, you know, racism against white people, it's not systemic. It's not going to prevent them from living a normal life. So it doesn't hit the same, so to speak. But anywho, how? What was I even talking about? Well, well, I mean... Prejudice is in the definition of racism. You can't be like, you can't say. Well, I'm like, talking specifically about systemic racism. Uh huh. I think like I'm. You, thinking- you, you could definitely be racist against a white person. Uh-huh. You can be prejudiced against a white person if you are like a black person or a person of color. Uh-huh. But you know, white people don't really face systemic racism like people of color do. So it's a it's a bit different. Uh-huh. Well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking more. I guess like day to day, or just on a personal level of mm-hmm. the way someone thinks, or whatever yeah. communities, that sort of thing. 
So, yeah, I don't think, I mean, yeah, I think, I guess I, I think I still stand by what I said about like your classmates thinking that about white people. I, I feel like that is a racist thing. Okay. Well, um, and I mean, I guess, you know, I, I did think I, <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, I was, I was kind of on my, uh, Candace ONTs, mm-hmm. uh, when I was in high school kind of thinking that, oh, white people, they're fine. Mm-hmm. This is, this is our fault. Um, Candace Owens, by the way, not invited to the cookout. We don't associate with her. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know who Candace Owens is? I, not really. I guess, I'll say yes and no, more no than yes. But I did get recommended like on like an, we, we talked about it a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, I guess briefly, but I got recommended like, not recommended, I got an ad for like PragerU mm-hmm. and I've, I've gotten a couple and um, one of them was like a video where it was Candace Owens talking about slavery. Mm-hmm. Um I watched that video. I guess I don't know how factual it is, but I enjoyed what that. What was it about? Slavery. It oh. was like the history of it. Yeah, I've heard all about that one. That <laughs> Have you watched the video? Um, I've watched snippets of it in a video that debunked it. It's full of misinformation. Okay. It's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, how long was the video that debunked it? Uh, goodness. I don't. Okay, I don't think it specifically. It didn't center on that one Candace Owens video. It actually talked about a lot of them, but um, mm-hmm. the YouTube channel Knowing Better put out a video about slavery, mm-hmm. um, which is very long, so I doubt you'll watch it, but... Yeah, probably not. Um, it did talk about a lot of PragerU, and it included some stuff about uh, that Candace Owens video. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, I don't know if you know this, but The Last Slave was freed in 1946. That's what I learned from that video, mm. which is bazonkety zonkers to think about. Um, so yeah. Well, the last slave in like the U.S. Yes. Hmm. The last like traditional like chattel slave. There's still slavery going on in the United States, but it's not like, like chattel slavery is. What's chattel slavery? It's, um, I'm going to look up a definition so I don't sound. Well, while you're looking that up, I want to say that I guess at the time, which this was like, I don't know, we'll say a year or two ago that I saw that slavery video, I liked it i was like oh that's that's kind of cool um but then um a couple we'll say a year later more recently i got an ad for prager you again and it was mm-hmm. a guy going around um a college campus asking people about um what rent what went wrong with the like Texas power grid when, when they were having like a a pretty harsh winter. Mm -hmm. Um, and what is it? And in that video, I guess I hadn't learned from, I don't know, the sources that I trust that it's like, Oh, a lot of it was because like Texas is very stubborn Mm -hmm. as Texas is known for being and, um, refusing to like winterize their power grid. And, um, just kind of being like, ah, it's going to be fine. And then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people died and it was a pretty bad winter. And in that video, what PragerU was pre- presenting um, was like, oh no, it's because of, I get, uh, 
probably because of like the liberals basically like where it's like oh man they they want they want solar power they want they want wind power and you know winter came along it froze up the solar panels it froze up the wind turbines and no power that's what went wrong and and i was just like what i was like what (laughs) are you serious and so then at that point then that kind of called into the into question the slavery video um and yeah, prayer you their um <clears throat> favorite hobby is spreading misinformation about things. Mm. So but don't recommend it. Yeah. Um then um what else? Anyway, that is my knowledge of Candace Owens, basically mm-hmm. her slavery video with Prager U. Uh I guess I know more about Prager U than I do about Candace Owens. Mm-hmm. Um and then I guess I have not really looked into what was false about the slavery video. But like Mm -hmm. I said, did enjoy it at the time. Then when I saw the Texas video, I was like, oh, that's, I know that's wrong. What else is wrong? Well, I'll say this. It's not really out and out lies. It's just misrepresenting things a lot. Mm. Because I'm pretty sure like in preview videos, they like flash up sources that are like cited in APA format and all that. So the events, they may have happened, but they may have happened in a vastly different way than they're saying that they happened. So, I mean, hmm. well, I don't know. I, also, hearing Candace Owens talk about any black issues, like what? Who? <laughs> she's, she's not to be trusted. Why? Well, because she kind of sold out for, and I know you're not going to like it when I say this, but she kind of sold out to be, you know, the black face of conservatism in the United States. Which is wild to me because she's doing more harm than good because she's making black people, a group that she belongs to, you know, seem like they're the source of all their problems. And while I do agree that sometimes, you know, black people, if they want to advance in this world, they have to be active about it. Sometimes some things are out of their control. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the powers that be are the ones who should be, you know, making legislation so that we don't, or so that we aren't, you know, just able to be killed by the police and they can just get away with it. So, you know, she she definitely sold out. It's definitely a grift because Candace Owens herself actually had a somewhat prominent discrimination case. Um, now, I don't know a whole lot about it, but when I learned that, that was insane to me because she knows exactly the problems that people like her face, and yet she's willing to accept a check to be like you know uh black people all their problems are their fault and it's like who who are you helping you're helping yourself because you're like getting money from it but in the long run like it's bad you know it's just not great and honestly i kind of want to know what candace owens is like when the mask slips off right because this can't go on forever so I'm really interested to see where her whole tra- trajectory goes, mm-hmm. but I can't see this grift lasting forever. She she's a young person, so she's not just gonna like up and die one day without dropping whatever this act is. So I don't know. I find her very interesting. Of course, I don't like the messages that she spreads. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I kind of want to get to the the center of why she decided to do that. Obviously, she's not gonna say because then the money is gonna stop coming in, but. I find her to be incredibly interesting as a person. But back to the core of what I was saying, um, I think the base of why I didn't like 
um, being surrounded by black or I guess, um, quote unquote, backwards thinking black people, especially in high school, is because, you know, uh, going back to constantly being told that I talk like a white person and that I listen to white people music and all of that felt really alienating because mm-hmm. like it's not like I just did all these things to be unique and different and not like the other girls. I genuinely like the music that I listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I like some rap. I, it's taken me a while to come around to it because I've always associated with associated it with people that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. But I've come around to it. You know, I if I had the money, I might be a sneakerhead. Some of them are cool. Some of them are ugly, though. I'm not gonna lie. Um, you know, I'm coming around to a lot of these things that I rejected growing up because the people who adopted them or the people who denigrated me for just being who I was. Oh my goodness, we just got to the core of the problem. See, this is cheaper than therapy. Oh my God. Wow. All right. <laughs> this is why we did the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's um that's why I'm entering my negrofication phase. That's why I stopped. Well, that's not why I stopped straightening my hair and like cut it all off and started doing this to it. But this is not easier, by the way. Having natural hair is so hard. It's a challenge. But, um, you know, I always would wear my hair straight and my hair was like long back then. So, you know, even though that wasn't my natural hair texture, I don't doubt that someone might have thought it was. That's probably why, you know, some people also thought that I was mixed, you know, light skin, straight long hair. No, it wasn't naturally like that. And um, I guess my general mannerisms, that's why. But, you know, now I feel like I am closer to the black community than I was before. And that's mm. been an interesting journey for me. So, yeah, I, well, I guess that's also why I've been having the whole AAVE argument on my brain for longer than it should be. Do you have, I don't know, I mean, like. Oh, and I don't think I answered your question before, but um, growing up, my parents, they didn't, they don't really talk with AAV. I would say they're more country than anything because my mom, she's from Mississippi. Mm. And after being here for like a year, I can tell she definitely has some Mississippi-isms um, just in the way that she talks, which I find endearing. Um, my dad, again, he's from the South, so I really see him as more country than anything. Um, my brother, on the other hand, is like the complete opposite from me. He talks real ghetto, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, and as I was talking to my mom about it, he can turn it off when he needs to, but the weird thing about it is that people, but, you, but, but, but well, I guess I thought earlier you said it can't be turned off. Um, but then well, I think you can, you learn to do that. It's called code switching. Um, uh-huh. it's kind of a requirement, honestly, growing up, if you're ever to interact in a quote unquote white society. But um, I mean, I, I feel like black people aren't maybe the only people that have to do that. Oh, definitely not. There are other minorities that also have to do that as well. I feel like black people and maybe not even minorities aren't the only people that maybe have to do that. Mm -hmm. I would say if you stay in like in an environment where that, I guess, dialect is matched, then I feel Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter. But if like, um, I don't know if someone with like a, if let's say a white person with Mm -hmm. like a really thick, like a thick Southern accent, like mm-hmm. moves to a place where that's not where they talk. I feel like he probably very minorly, but like just a little bit, maybe like, mm-hmm. I guess discriminated against, which discriminated is a bit strong. Maybe just. I'm not really talking about discrimination. Code switching is literally changing the way you speak for your audience. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know. 
I, I mean, gonna... this is true of a lot of people, but obviously you talk differently at home than you would at work, let's say. Uh-huh. But for I, f- I feel like for black people, it's a lot, the change is a lot more noticeable. I wish you would have seen. Yes. Yeah. I wish you would have seen Sorry to Bother You because in I the- mean, I'll, I'll probably watch it at some point. I don't know. I, I was yeah. supposed to see it in theaters with um, Girl Sam and Boy Sam, and I don't remember what happened. Okay. Um, but- well, there's, a, there's a part in Sorry to Bother You where they specifically, you know- talk about to be a good salesperson you got to put on the white voice mm-hmm. and lakeith stanfield literally turns into david cross yeah. it's really funny but um and that gives him success mm-hmm. right instead of talking how he normally talks which i i found that especially funny and also a little relatable because mm-hmm. lakeith stanfield's character says that oh people already say i talk like a white person so mm-hmm. like what's the difference but you literally <laughs> have to turn into a white person to become you know biggest salesman but for me personally i never really felt like i've had to change the way i speak mm-hmm. i feel like it's consistent everywhere mm-hmm. like in all audiences you know the way that i talk to you mm-hmm. to me seems like the way that i talk to my boss and the way that i talk on youtube and you know the way that i would talk to another black person so i don't know i i never really had to do that. Maybe it's a more subconscious thing and I just don't realize it, but I've felt that, I don't know, just me personally, I've never had to do that. I think, yeah, I think, I don't know. I guess I just wanted to say, I feel like other people may have to do that as well. Um, maybe not have to, but uh, we'll say feel the need to. Mm-hmm. Um, something else. I think I wanted to go back to, I'm only smirking because, okay, I wanted to go back to the Negrofication. <laughs> um <laughs> I I feel like currently mm-hmm. hey, wait, 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 this this is slight tangent in what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like just adding ification to any word personally I find is objectively funny. Me too. Um so that's the only reason why I laugh and at at negrofication and I kind of like that it I I mean obviously I don't mean anything bad about it but I kind of like that it makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean it doesn't make me it makes me uncomfortable for you. Okay. You're worried. Not are, to me. Are you worried your fan base won't like me? I mean, not my fan base, but just any black person listening will hear you say the word Negro and be like, um, what's going on in here on this day, you know? Well, I'm not saying I'm not. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, going back to that, of that process for you, mm-hmm. the way I have my perspective and then a question for you. And my mm-hmm. perspective is, is it seems like for you since coming to college and, and onwards feeling uh, more black, it doesn't seem entirely, um, it doesn't seem to me entirely related to you doing, I'll say like quote unquote, like black things or acting in a black way, but it seems mm-hmm. more like, you've been removed from an environment where other black people are defining for you what it means to be black. You're, yes, you're, you're right. You're being like, you're being told like you're not acting black so that you don't feel black. And yeah. so I don't know, I guess. You hit the nail on the head, Joseph. At, at first, at first the, the word that I've said enough times uh, <laughs> seemed funny to me, but then hearing you talk about it, it seemed kind of wholesome, but I guess yeah. did, like, yeah, I guess that's that's how I interpreted your story is that I guess you said I hit the nail on the head. So I guess I interpreted it well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I guess that was sort of my question of like, was did I view it? 
correctly or was it more like you felt like you were doing more black things? Um, um, I mean, I guess it was a little bit of both. I feel like one, I feel like more the first than the other, but yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I just, yeah, I mean, I guess it was exactly what you said. Now that I don't have people telling me that, uh, you're not, you're not really black if you don't do this or, you know, you're an Oreo, which, you know, is a negative term for a black person mm. who is black on the outside, one on the inside. Donald so Glover think. has rapped about it. Yeah. Probably got called that a lot too. He went to like some art school. He went to like, did he go to like a theater? Did he go to Juilliard? I don't know. He went to some bougie school. I feel like I know a lot about Donald Glover, but I don't know that much. I feel like most of his lore I know from his music. Mm -hmm. I I know he, what? I guess I know from listening to some of his music is he talks about like how he was too white to hang out with the black kids, too Mm -hmm. black to hang out with the white kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe he grew up, I I don't know, I'm basing this off of his music. I believe he grew up... um, somewhat privileged because he did talk about like being a silver spoon and then uh i don't know i feel maybe a little bit more reluctant to say that word um <laughs> okay just don't yeah i didn't but yeah um that is a line in his, can can you say it or something i don't know personally i don't okay well, that's fine um i guess you can which is look like up. hotly debated within the black community should you say the n-word no no, no it wasn't the n-word oh what was it it was i guess c-o-o-n i don't know Oh, yeah, you shouldn't yeah. say that either. Okay, well. Um, <laughs> oh, but you know, um, that's something that Candace Owens is called a lot because, you know, she's kind of a sellout. That's the word for it. Uncle Tom is another word. I thought it was for, wait, that's for a sellout? Yes, but in a very specific way. Like you're kind of putting on an act so that white people will accept you more. I thought it was Urban Dictionary. I thought it was more It is like, a racial slur, but- I thought it was a slang for like, I guess a, a gangster? Like no. I'm looking it up. It, it is a racial slur that was at some point used against black people by non-black people, but now it's turned into something that black people call other black people for, um, yeah, I guess acting in a way that um, makes it seem that they want to be more accepted by white people. So in that, they put other black people down, kind of like what Candace Owens does. Which is a very notable example of a coon, we'll say. Hmm. Don't repeat it. What are you finding? The top. Uh, oh, Spike Lee. Spike Lee said that about Tyler Perry. Hmm. Yeah, um, he called it coonery buffoonery, and I will never forget that. Oh my goodness, this is the best. Anyways, uh, top definition on Urban Dictionary is a black guy who worships white girls and does not like his own race. A black guy who doesn't. Slash barely claims being black, mm-hmm. and then, uh, and then they use it in a sentence. Um, then the second top definition. Interesting. I've well, see. I guess I just don't know what the word means. Um, yeah, I don't think you did. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. What does it say? Uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, it says it's basically a sellout in the African American community. Or mm-hmm. a better definition is when you are of the race you're talking down upon. Yep. Well. But then, but here it's exclusively black. I feel like you can be white and like talk down about white people. Yeah, I'm sure you could. But I think, okay, because of the origin of the slur, I think it only kind of, the word itself only kind of applies to black people. Now, I'm sure other minorities do do that, but, you know, I'm Mm. only really tuned into the black community, so I can only really speak on that. But yeah, 
That is what that means. Well, see, so I, yeah, I don't know. I guess I never knew the word had a, de- or like, I never knew it had that definition. I thought it was just like, um, I thought it was just like slang for like a like gangster or not like a proper gangster, but just like you could say a cool guy. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Well, I, I mean, really like, I want to know what context clues gave you that impression. Well, okay, like, was it just from that song? No. Well, okay. One, I don't know if you have any like strong opinions about South Park, but South Park known for being offensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I feel like for the most part, being good. Um, they make points. Yeah. Um, well, so Cartman, his um, his, his like superhero alter ego is the coon, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's but because he's like a raccoon. yeah, but but it's still like a play on words, I guess. Really? Well, no, okay, not exactly. It it sounds like one thing, but it's just it's just because he's a raccoon. Yeah, because you know I, mean? I mean that is southernese for like a raccoon. <clears throat> yeah. So now if you're gonna go hunt raccoons, you're going. Oh yeah, hunt. and the, yeah 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 yeah. So, and if you have dogs specifically bred to hunt raccoons, they're coon dogs. Yeah. Okay. So there was that. I think that's where like I learned that maybe that was somewhere where I heard the word. I heard a lot of people like in my southern school say like coon hunting and all that. Yeah. Um and then what else? I don't know. I I don't know where like I heard it that like made me think it was like a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like for me it was the same as like as like a G. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm serious. Like I and know, so, it's just so funny. To then me then one time like one time there was like a guy at my high school that like I thought was cool. He he wasn't black. I don't think he was technically white. I uh, he he was something, but we're, we're just gonna say he was white. Uh-huh. Um, he was not black. <clears throat> no, he wasn't. Okay. Um, and then like, um, me not knowing like anything about the word, we we were doing like, um. Anyway, basically, I like thinking it was a positive word. Mm-hmm. I like kind of referred to him as that. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh man, like he was like, he was like, oh, don't, don't say that, man. Like that's, that's like, that's for like black people or whatever. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like really? Like, and you, um, and you <clears throat> didn't take that as it being a racial slur. No, I just thought like it was, I don't know. I just thought it was like specifically black people and he uh-huh. wasn't black. So <laughs> it was just like, which also my school, like, um, I don't know. My, like, I guess we we had very different school experiences. My yeah. school was very like, I don't know. We'll we'll say like 60 40 white people versus black people. Mm-hmm. Maybe 70 30. Like it it felt like there was a lot of black people, but I don't I don't know like actually how many. Mm-hmm. But my school um um I guess be uh, I'll say because like it was kind of close to half and half like a lot of i guess people like said the n-word and like a lot of the black people were okay with like they said the n-word like white people said the edward like Mm -hmm. it was i don't know i guess it was a chill environment for that um Mm -hmm. so i don't know i just assumed it was like um i don't know yeah i just assumed it was not yeah i thought it was yeah and then 
Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, I think going back to Donald Glover's lore, talks about being an Oreo, talks about Silver Spoon word. Um, then what else? There's some other lines. I don't know. I think I, I feel like I lost it. We went on mm-hmm. a, a couple tangents, but anyway, all that to say, learned the word from various sources, thought it was a positive thing, mm-hmm. learned it was at the very, I learned that it was specifically for black people, still didn't learn it was a negative thing until this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in that song, I don't know what song it is, but. I think Donald, it's Sweatpants. Okay. I, the only Donald Glover song that I've heard is This Is America, so. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, anyway. The only one you've heard? Yeah, I didn't even know that. Well, I guess you did say you're not really into rap. This is true. And also, I mean, I always only ever knew him as like Don Glover, the actor and comedian, not the rapper Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. So I think I I think I learned about him as like Childish Gambino first, really liked his music. And then that's made me follow his career in other ways. Like mm-hmm. that's I think like if I didn't have like a Childish Gambino phase, then I probably wouldn't be watching Atlanta. And mm-hmm. then if I didn't have a childish Gambino phase, I probably wouldn't be um, excited every time I saw uh, Ludwig Garanison's name because <laughs> uh, he was a he was his producer, I think, on most of his albums. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. <clears throat> um, but yeah, but if in that song Donald Glover is referring to himself as like a mm-hmm. silver spoon coon, then that's probably something negative that he's been called by other black people. Mm-hmm. If I just had to guess the context. Let me look this up. We're going to go on Genius. We're going to investigate. So mm. it's called Sweatpants? I think so. Okay. But yeah, um, I just think in, uh, what do you call it? Oh, lo- logic too of like. Well, logic is actually mixed. So that's even more interesting, I think, uh-huh. for that whole. That's fair. But, it, but it's still, I feel like it's still unfortunate for him. You almost like, for someone who's actually mixed, if he's discriminated by both white people and black people, then he can't associate with either of his identities. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's sad. It's like, oh, you have white in, in you, you're not black. Uh, you know. You have black in you, you're not white. Yeah. So, so it's just, <laughs> porque los dos? <laughs> well, you know, there's been a lot of... Um... It might not be sweatpants, so that might be unfortunate. Uh, it no, is in sweatpants. Where right. is it though? Where am I? I think it's halfway or more, maybe. Okay. Um, the line says, "And I'm born rich. Life ain't fair. It's silver spoon coon. You nobody's sicker in my Fisker room room." <laughs> Fiskers um, don't make noise, by the way. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> what? That's a line from the song. I don't know what a Fisker is. <laughs> I'm assuming it's a type of a type of vehicle. It was an electric automotive company based out it's, of California. It's just a part of the song I like. Because yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny because he like stops rapping in the middle of it and he's just like, what is it? He's like, uh, uh, I don't even remember. Freak. Well, it says <clears throat> the annotation, which has five contributors, says that Bino, which, okay, is commenting on haters who think he grew up with privilege, um, stereotyping him as a silver spoon coon. To be clear, this is facetiousness. He's saying that these things are false, mm. but these are the kinds of whiny excuses those who haven't earned what he's earned say. He's mm. responding to those haters by saying, yes, he has earned his accolades through all his hard work and never selling out. 
he recently dropped a similar bar on his pound cake freestyle. It also says Kuhn is a brand of Australian cheese. Yeah, I think I saw that on Urban Dictionary somewhere. Yeah, okay. Well, e- either way, I, I kind of, I, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think the second part, <laughs> we're already an hour and six. So combined with that, we're in, now we're in like 40, I would say, because the last one, I we'll think start was like 36. Up. Yeah, so um, that, that was an interesting uh, trajectory of conversation that we had, I will say. Very eye-opening, I think, for the both of us. But, um, you know, it's why podcasting is cheaper than therapy. So if you have any um, life things you need to work out, just write them down. And next episode, we'll dive right into it. No. <laughs> yeah, well, you actually go to therapies, though. So, yeah. Uh, Counseling. Looking, looking for one. Not going currently. Oh. What well, made you think I was currently? I... Well, I know you went to, like, counseling sessions before. Yeah, I have. I... Not, like, just in school. Um, During... I think I saw I saw like a counselor twice mm-hmm. during my breakup with the tall woman from Texas. Was it the school one? No, it was oh. it was like a it was like a free Christian couple from like a church that I guess my family knows. Are they licensed? Probably not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like I said, it was free and it was like it was like through the church. You know yeah. what I mean? So I mean, yeah. Um they were nice. They were helpful for like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember why I stopped though, because I only saw them twice. I don't know. Um, then, um, junior year, I think I was really stressed. Don't remember about what. Maybe about film. Uh, Probably. Uh, and so I was like, "Oh shoot, I need to see the counselor." And so then I start. I started seeing her. From like, uh, I'll say most of junior year until COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Um, then, since the only option was to see her virtually, I was like, nope, not for me. I don't like that. Bad Wi-Fi. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't want to do that either. Yeah. Then, um, what else? Then I think senior year started seeing her again. And then when like my... Uh, I think like spring of senior year when my like family drama was kind of at an all time high, um, for various reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, that was kind of when like the counseling at the school kind of became like not enough Mm -hmm. where junior year, it was great because I had a lot of my mind kind of still dealing with that breakup and, very stressed about film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just a good way to like get my thoughts out there and just get like some empathy and some sympathy. And, and that, that was good. But then when family drama was at an all time high, that was where it was just like, I came in, I was like, Hey, my life's pretty, pretty bonkers right now. Um, and then it was just kind of this thing of like, it was, it was just kind of the cycle where it's like, so why'd you come in? And then I'm like, oh man, I got all this. And then she's just like, yeah, it sounds really hard. And it's like, all right, well, that's our time. Like, and I was just like, I want advice. I need help dealing with this. And mm-hmm. she was just like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, that's a lot, you know, like, yeah. and so I kind of got tired of it. Then, then briefly had like counseling, um, back in, in, uh, a French camp. Um, uh, 
And that was nice. That was a little bit more like advice and goal oriented, but that, but it was still like two, um, I guess four hours, four hours of travel there and back. So not super practical. And then since then, nothing, but I am looking, we will say, Mm. I want to, but, uh, I don't know. I feel like I am picky and it also costs money. Probably better to be picky about therapists though, because having a bad one, so I've heard, can set you back. Yeah, I no, I mean like you could be misdiagnosed. They could give you bad advice. They could, I mean, I guess best case scenario, you just don't click. But um, yeah, um, I guess I know of, I don't know, a couple people that like either got bad advice or got like misdiagnosed and then it's just like, oh, they got put on some medication that like really messed them up for mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I, and then it's also like the money thing of like, if you're getting like a professional that, um, if you're getting a professional, you kind of just need health insurance. Otherwise it's like mm-hmm. $200 expensive. Yeah. Um, and even a lot of the times your insurance probably won't cover it depending <clears throat> on what kind of, you have to make sure it's like a certain kind of therapist mm. because there's a lot of different like designations for them because sometimes you'll have like, a, I don't know, like a relationship or a marriage counselor, mm-hmm. which is different from like a life coach, mm-hmm. which is different from like a traditional therapist. Which is different from like a, what's the one that prescribes drugs? The ones that prescribe drugs. So, you know, they're all very different. And I think not, it's a, well, sci- I don't know, psychologist. Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Because, no, I don't know. The one that prescribes drugs. They're all they're all very different and not all of them will be covered by like traditional well, insurance. I believe there's a therapist and a psychologist. I think a, psych, a therapist just kind of like helps you deal with, um, we'll say, uh past trauma Mm because i guess everyone's got it um and they help you kind of deal with like your emotions and that psychologist uh, i believe is the one that can like diagnose you with like different things and then recommend you to a doctor the doctor gives you the prescriptions Mm -hmm. and then some therapists they specialize in like different things so like again like i just said you can have someone who deals with childhood trauma but not like marriages or someone who deals with like addiction, but not like childhood trauma or something like that. So Mm. it's, um, it's hard out here in these streets for people who are looking for mental health assistance, but you know, it's, uh, (laughs) this podcast is brought to you by better help, which, what is it? My, my, I guess my roommate told me better help is apparently really expensive. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And not even like, well, they weren't before. I don't know if they are now, but before they were not licensed mm. and not <laughs> certified to do what they were doing. And the fact that they're super expensive is weird too. And I've been seeing that a, a not insignificant amount of YouTubers have been doing sponsorships for them again. And it's like, did they get better or like, did they actually make sure their therapists were licensed or like, cause if I don't see that any of that has happened, then like, you're accepting a check for this bad service that mm. looks bad on you, you know, endorsing something that is potentially harmful. Mm. Anyways, um, yeah, that was a good talk. 
Uh, so this has been the 13th episode, and it was unlucky because the recorder died. So there you, you go. You jinxed it. I did. Oh, no. I'm going to the land of the jinxes tomorrow. Mm. So hopefully I don't get jinxed there. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, this has been the 13th episode of the Not Just Aaron podcast. Um, you can listen to us on all major podcast flat. Oh, my God. Platforms. That is... Um, Google, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and also YouTube. I like to forget that we're on YouTube sometimes. I don't know why. Um, you can also follow us on social media. We are not just Aaron Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Even though I don't use them very often, I'm sorry. Instagram is a very hard platform. Um, what else? To discuss all things, not just Aaron. Use the hashtag NJAPod, and I might look at it. Joseph definitely won't, though. So I definitely won't. Don't get your hopes up for that. Um, what else? Um, oh, send us voice messages or text messages. Someone's trying to break in. I got to finish up. Yeah, you do. Uh, send, send us questions so we can have a Q&A. Okay, that's it. Goodbye. We are in imminent danger. Send help. <laughs>